0: Welcome to Indie Matters, the podcast from the Nevada Independent. I'm your host, Joey Lovato.
1: And I'm your co-host, Alex Kuro.
0: And Alex, it is Wednesday and I am very tired. Um, we're recording this on Tuesday. We've actually recorded this once before, but we were a little too peppy for the mood that this episode is going to be. So welcome back. How you doing after kind of experiencing a signy die?
1: Yeah, that was a wild experience full of shenanigans and everything. And we recorded before kind of everything went a little haywire.
0: Yeah, we were recording in the building and and we just felt like, you know what? It wasn't the right vibe. (laughs) And so now here we are. We're back home after a very long night. I got home at 5 (laughs) a.m. Yeah, we're going to hear from the legislative team on this episode. And we're also going to hear a few vignettes that you recorded with people in the building yesterday, kind of about just what's going on, but then also just all of the crazy stuff that happened we're in a special session now and kind of what happened with the budget negotiation breakdowns and all that but what was it like for you real quick before we jump into our interview with our legislative team just kind of experiencing that for the first time you know as someone who hasn't really covered politics before
1: it was very interesting it all kind of flew by i just felt like i was running everywhere
0: yeah, there was a lot of running happening in the building, a lot of a lot of chaos. And so we're going to get into that right now. We'll see you in some of those vignettes and in the outro. And thanks so much for running around the building with me yesterday.
1: Thanks, Joey.
0: All righty. Well, the legislature is over or we thought it was, and it's still going. <laughs> I am here. I am joined by Jacob Solis and Sean Galanca, legislative reporters extraordinaire. Uh, Other legislative reporter extraordinaire, Tabitha Mueller, is busy reporting on the many things that are still going on in the building, even though it's supposed to be over. Uh, Welcome, you two. How's it going?
2: Tired, So tired.
0: Yeah. You guys are on, like, day... I mean, the last five nights, I think, you've been up until past midnight reporting?
3: At least. I mean, I think... It's actually been a week, really, because going back to to last Wednesday, I was up till midnight working on a, a story about the big Envy energy bill. And so
2: I think that was the, the start of the chain of days for me. Well, and immediately after that is when they started signing budget bills. And those also didn't happen until midnight. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's been a very long several days for you guys, staying up long hours, reporting on everything. And let's get into it. This The session was supposed to end on Monday, June 5th. It is now June 7th when we're recording this, and uh, it's still going. We're on the second special session. So to start off, what is a special session for those who don't know? We'll start with that.
2: Well, it's a regular session, but cooler, Joey. To be more specific, the Constitution says that a regular session can only happen once every two years for 120 days. And as soon as 120 days is over, that's it. They can't do anything else. So anything that didn't get considered during the regular session is dead. What happened is lots of things just absolutely fell apart right at the end of the regular session. There was a lot of major proposals that just didn't have time to get heard, mostly because the Democrats in charge of the legislature were fighting with the Republican governor over the budget. That budget fight dragged out over a week and it didn't get resolved at all, and so that's what caused the first special session,
0: so they had to call it because the budget was not figured out. And so now they're so last night, they figured that out,
2: yeah, Joey. So
3: la- last night during the first special session, which you know, I, I don't have the the exact information on this, but I'm sure it was among the shortest in state history at the very least. It was less than two hours long. They hammered out the capital improvement program, that the fifth and final major budget bill, basically. Um, after Senate Republicans blocked the bill. Monday night, one Senate Republican, Senator Scott Hammond, who is termed out, flipped his vote and and ended up supporting the bill. He basically said, we needed to get this done. We needed to get this passed. And so ultimately, that's why I, I voted yes for it.
1: Okay, so we're here in the press room at the legislative building with Gabe Stern, AP reporter, and he's currently eating what looks like delicious Olive Garden.
3: I am eating Olive Garden, so I don't know, it's a good start to the day, but it's going to be a long day, so we'll we'll see how it goes.
1: This might keep you fueled though, most of the day.
3: I would say that's pretty accurate. I, I, would, I would hope this keeps me fueled.
1: So how are you feeling going into Cyanidai today?
3: So we are about,
4: how many hours? We are
3: about 10, just over 10 hours. Uh, from midnight when uh, the Nevada Legislature is forced to adjourn and there's just still so much up in the air. Um, everything is very uncertain right now. Think that could be different six or seven hours from now, but right now just nobody quite knows how the chips are going to fall. So it's right now it's a waiting game and it's probably going to be a lot happening in the next few hours. How are you dealing with all of that?
0: With Olive Garden and coffee. And so what was the mood like, you know, going into this special session? I I was there, signy die, when the session was supposed to end. Things were weird. They were bad. People were in bad moods. How was it going into this special one? You were expecting it to happen in the afternoon. It ended up happening around 9 p.m. last night, right?
3: Yeah, it was. I, I honestly, you know, everyone's tired, but I would say surprisingly jovial. And perhaps that's because, you know, 95% of the lobbyists were out of the building by the time the special session came because, you know, there's only one bill up for discussion. It's not like all of their clients have a stake in the, the capital improvement program. Uh, so with all those folks gone, it was a lot quieter. And I think there was, you know, after negotiations during the day Tuesday, by the time this actually came together on Tuesday night, I think everyone seemed pretty confident that they were going to get this done quickly and, and they got it done.
0: So I want to rewind a little bit and just talk about, you know, what led us to this? You know, what was that breakdown in negotiations that actually led us to having to do a special session? Why couldn't they figure this out during the regular session?
2: An excellent question, <laughs> because by all accounts, I think at the leadership, at least in the governor's office and in the Democrats in the legislature, thought they had this hammered out before Signy die on Monday, right before the regular session was going to be over. And so basically, just to recap the entire budget fight real quick. The governor has five policy bills. All of them got just stuck in the molasses in the legislature because the Democrats didn't want to move it. It was power politics, right? The Democrats don't want to do what the governor wants. The governor doesn't want to do what the Democrats want. So they use that to negotiate, right? So those bills did finally start moving, but only after Democrats started amending them heavily, they they gutted basically all of them, at least the ones that did move. One didn't move at all in elections. And so that was the deal though, sort of the Democrats were going to pass all these bills, amended heavily, and then the governor was going to sign the budget and everyone is going to go home happy. But about a couple hours before the session was supposed to close, there was one budget bill, this budget bill that had to go to a special session that needs a two thirds vote because it levies a property tax in order to pay bonds that the state uses to fund buildings. And so because it needs a two third vote, there's only 13 out of 21 Democrats in the Senate, so they need one Republican in order to get it across the line. And so the Senate Republicans at the 11th hour, literally with 30 minutes left before signing die, say, we're not going to vote for this budget bill because it's unfair to charter school teachers. That was an argument they had been making in the week before, but that was a new one <laughs> right before the end of the session. It was sort of like, this bill is about building buildings. And they used it as sort of like a fulcrum to argue, like, actually, this is about charter school teachers and then everything collapsed.
3: I'll just add to that, you know, in terms of the these broader negotiations on the budget bills, you know, Senate Republicans basically were saying for some weeks now that this Democrat backed budget, which is, you know, maybe 90 percent based on the budget submitted by the governor, that it's fiscally irresponsible. We're headed for a fiscal cliff with all the successive spending. And, you know, they they wanted to to bring their priorities to the table with the negotiations over these bills. And I think the CIP bill, because they, you know, they needed at least one of their members to support it, to get it out of the legislature, they had the power to kind of stall the bill and say, these are our requests. And they were able to put that on the table, even though they didn't end up getting any of it.
0: Yeah. And so... Then we ended up with a special session, and we, like you said, it happened in about two hours, and you you think it's probably one of the shortest special sessions ever?
3: Yeah, Joey, there were, according to the LCB Research Division, nine special sessions that, out of 33, well now 10 out of 34, that lasted just a single day. I'm not sure what the hours were on the other ones, but certainly in, in rarefied territory to, to come together this quickly.
2: And I honestly think one of the things to note here is that one of the reasons it was so short was because all of the people who were negotiating this deal knew that it was going to go through, right? They didn't change the budget bill they tried to vote on on Monday and then passed on Tuesday. It was the same bill. And so, and the governor is expected to sign it. None of that changed. It was literally just that one Republican vote saying, okay, we we can't do this anymore, we're moving this.
1: Leah Case, I am a lobbyist with Bells & Case Government Affairs. And a returning podcast guest, and we are definitely walking out to your car now. How are you feeling on this last day of the legislature? Uh, tired. I think you'll get that a lot, probably. The end of session, um, hopeful, and yeah, I guess hopeful. That's it. And just tired.
0: Leah Case has entered the press room to update her uh, previous statements.
1: Yeah, this is this has been a rough couple of hours. And now I would like to say that uh, I'm less hopeful and there are fewer people I want to be friends with.
0: I think that was we had talked to you originally at like 2.30 and it's now 4.15.
1: Yeah, lots has happened. Lots has happened in these two hours.
0: And so if they if they had worked on this earlier in the session and they and this had failed, then they could have just tried to vote on it again with that extra Republican vote and passed it. And they wouldn't have had to go to a special session. But because this was pushed until the last minute, they didn't have time to do it again. And that's why we're in a special session as of yesterday.
4: That's
3: right, Joey.
0: And so now, today, Wednesday, so okay, Monday, signy die, <laughs> last day of the normal legislative session. Tuesday at 9 p.m. from 9 to midnight, 9 to like 11 First special session on the budget. And now we are on to Wednesday morning. It is almost 10 a.m. Uh, and the second special session is happening. This one, not about the budget. What is the second one about now?
3: Well, this is this is about the Oakland Athletics, Joey, and their their relocation to Las Vegas. And similarly to, to the, the special session called yesterday, this one was, you know, J- Joe Lombardo and his proclamation calling for the special session. Basically said, let's reconsider this specific bill from the regular session, um, and the focus is going to be entirely on that. So, Senate Bill 509, which includes this financing package for the proposed baseball stadium in Las Vegas, that the the Oakland A's are expected to to take advantage of. That's what this is this is all about.
0: And unlike the capital improvement budget that failed to pass during the regular session because not enough people voted for it this Oakland A's bill that failed to pass during the regular session failed because they it just didn't get a vote. They did, it, it never came up for a vote because they didn't have time. And so this was kind of expected
2: as well, right? Yes. Yeah, because basically during the session, part of the budget hardball that Democrats and Lombardo were playing was Democrats saying, we are not going to hear any of the big, big bills until Lombardo signs the budget. The budget didn't get signed. That includes the A's, that includes this big film tax proposal that also died, right? So there were some exceptions to the sort of quote unquote big bill stalling, but those were the big ones that didn't get anywhere during the regular session.
0: And so this is the biggest, kind of the biggest, I feel like this was taking up a lot of air in the room this session is talking about the A's, similar to the Oakland Raiders, which came to Las Vegas, which they had a special session for in 2016. We're now seeing a special session for another Oakland team, this time for baseball instead of football. What 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 are people thinking about this? How how is this gonna go today?
3: Well, I think certainly there's been some some whipping of the votes. I mean, the governor is supportive of this and that's why he's he's called the special session. I think, you know, maybe the A's actually think they they do have the votes to get this across the finish line, but we also see that there are, are people in, in key positions who have said they're not supportive of this, at least when we, we last heard from them. You know, there was only one public hearing of this bill during the regular legislative session. For example, Assemblywoman Danielle Monroe Moreno, she chairs the the powerful Assembly Ways and Means Committee, the Money Committee. She said she is a, quote, hell no on the bill and that the A's would have to to get her there to a yes. And, And we haven't necessarily seen that movement yet. And, you know, the bill has not changed at all. The package that was introduced is still the package that is on the table. How long do you guys expect this, this special, this second special session to last?
0: Most special sessions last, you know, a few days, maybe up to a week. Last night's was obviously one of a few that was very short. What are you hearing right now about this one?
3: I think there's a sense that they can, can get this done in a day or two. I don't know if we've necessarily heard anything really solid about that just because, you know, we don't know if for sure if they're actually going to pass a bill to send to the governor. We don't know if it's going to get shot down and they could adjourn and just move on with their lives or, you know, kind of what exactly the path forward is. There's a lot of variance in special sessions. Back in, in 2003, there was a 27 day special session. Uh, we've had other special sessions in the 20 day range. Currently in, in the constitution, special sessions are capped at 20 days, but we will just kind of see how, how things progress today and where opinions stand among lawmakers on, on the
2: proposal. I'll say this, though, one thing that may keep this special session short is that no one wants to be here, Joey. Everyone wants to go home. <laughs> Everyone. So I think that if there's a deal or if there's no deal, it won't take too long.
1: So we're outside of the press room right now. And what are we staring at, Joey?
0: We're looking at the mood meter, Alex. Uh looks like people are really voting for number f- four and number five, which correspond to get we ball. And it is what it is. <laughs> Has there ever been to back-to-back special sessions like this directly after a normal legislative session?
3: Joey, I, I have some info for you based cool. on the Legislative Council Bureau's research divisions, information on special sessions, the closest comparison. And this feels really quite different <laughs> because it sounds much more hellish than the situation we're facing now, which was in 2003. After the regular legislative session concluded, there was a 10-day special session that basically saw an impasse between houses and the governor. It ended up dissolving the session. And then less than two weeks later, they started another special session, and that one was the one that ended up lasting 27 days. So after a full 120-day session, they had, through June and July, more than five weeks of being in a special session. So a lot, lot worse than where we're at now.
0: Yeah, these are these are much closer together though. A lot like, you know, kind of all compacted into into a few days. <laughs> so I I think it feels pretty crazy right now, huh?
2: And that's just because of a quirk of the way that special sessions can be called. They're sort of like single issue things, and so the governor clearly needed to get the budget through and wanted to get the A's through, but jamming them together was a little difficult. And so it was easier and no one's going to stop them to do one special session one day, immediately convene another special the next day. Who am I with?
4: Lucia
1: Starbuck for KUNR Public Radio.
0: You have a podcast, right?
1: Yes, it's called Purple Politics Nevada. Well,
0: well, uh, as a fellow podcaster, I'm just curious how you're feeling. Uh, Stiney Die, last day of the session.
1: I'm tired. (laughs) I was having a good time. I was having fun, but now I'm just... I, w- I want to see it through. I want to get to the end.
0: Um. And then to wrap up, I'm just curious, how much does a special session actually end up costing the state? Because this does cost money because you have to pull people back in that you're not normally paying. These are, these are hours that they're, it's kind of like overtime hours, right? You're not normally paying them for these hours, but now they have to come back to work.
3: I, I have heard the amount of 200000 per day floating around, but I was also just told by editor Riley Snyder to, emailed LCB director Brenda Erdos to find out the exact numbers. So hopefully I will know soon.
4: Hi, so I am Elliot Mallon. I'm a lobbyist with Alpine Strategies. And
1: how are your general feelings and emotions and thoughts going into this final day of the
4: legislature? I'm very, very tired. Been waiting on an amendment that was voted out last night uh, on the floor all day.
0: If you were to rate this legislative session based off of your other legislative sessions that you've uh, attended, how would you rate this one?
4: Um, I mean, like, look, this has been a very interesting session, right, you have pretty much brand new leadership in almost every house besides the Senate and a new governor, so my expectations on smooth sailing were relatively low, but I think that they've been able to handle themselves pretty well. We've seen some hiccups, we've seen some interesting negotiations in this end game. The last session was a D minus. This session, I would say, A B minus. I've had a great session, to be honest. Hey Elliot, we talked earlier. Things have changed. Um, Yeah, things have gone off the rails. Uh, For me, the governor just vetoed SB 239, um, signing the fate of Nevadans who are dying of terminal illness to suffer. Um, And unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about that now. It seems like there's been a breakdown in negotiations. I don't know where things are going. Jacob, I want to know
0: how morale is in the press room.
2: It's actually okay now. It was probably rough part of like on sine die because it was like, I think that in, in, I'm sure listeners will hear more about this when we go over the, the whole legislative session, but like it's very chaotic. There's a thing called conference committees where everyone just sort of meets in a hallway and yells there's a million lobbyists and you forget that the human body produces heat until there's like 200 people standing in a room all trying to listen to one conversation
0: yeah i was i was there for signing a die with you guys and i was running around to conference committees too and one thing i noticed was everyone was like packed into these tiny rooms these tiny hallways i just kept hearing coughing and i was just like man i'm gonna get sick
2: (laughs) but uh, it will be a miracle if i get out of here not getting sick (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I see that the snack pile behind you is
2: also dwindled. Yeah, and it's not getting replenished.
0: All right, well, this has been kind of an interesting week. We thought we'd be just kind of doing a recap of the normal legislative session, but that has just not, not been the case. Things have been crazy. You're getting this podcast a day late because of that. We will have a recap of kind of everything that happened soon, hopefully next week, unless we are, for some unforsaken reason, still doing special sessions. <laughs> but that that's not going to happen, so... Jacob and Sean, thank you so much for staying up late, working on all this and chatting with me this morning. And I'm sure we will find out more about the A's and the fate of uh, them coming to Nevada soon. Thanks, Joey. Thank
2: you.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Indy Matters. We want to thank Tabitha Mueller, Jacob Solis and Sean Galanca for being on the show today and for tirelessly covering the legislature this session. And a reminder that we are a non-profit, and the amazing reporting you get from reporters like Tabitha, Jacob, and Sean couldn't be done without support from listeners and readers like you. So, if you like what we're doing here, consider donating to us.
0: And with that, the show is produced and edited by me, Joey Lovato, along with Alex Kuro. We had additional help from Michelle Rendell's.
1: You can also support the show by leaving us a rating and review wherever you listen.
0: You can also email us at podcast at the dot com.
1: Our theme song is from Emily Pratt, and we have additional music from Storyblocks, June Pearson and Joey.
0: Thank you for listening to Indie Matters. I'm your host, Joey Lovato.
1: And I'm your co-host, Alex Kuro.
0: And we'll talk to you next week.
2: We're all joking that we finally covered three legislative sessions. Just don't ask when they happened.